I want to I want to I want to tackle some things here because I think this is an important piece. Uh, you hear great companies talk about their culture, and great companies always have great culture. You 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 just you know those things almost they're almost always together, right? And a lot of times what we can do is take a step back and go, okay, well, we have to just protect the culture as opposed to what you said a second ago, and that is the look for additions. What else can we bring in? How do you guys do that? How do you think like that? Because, you know, you, you mentioned Quex just a second ago, right? Like that Quex sales team is a national sales team and they're about as diverse as anything we've got. You go downstairs in the corporate building and you talk to Viva first and you look at who these people are, they're as diverse in every possible ways you can get. How do we navigate this? I wanna protect and, and take care of a great company culture that we, all, that we think we have and look for those additions that can help us go beyond. How do, how do we do both? What do you think? Well, I mean, I'll dive in with. <laughs> I know there's that's a, a lot of question. Well, it's not, it's not a hard question. There's just a lot of ways to go to okay. answer the question. Yeah. Um, you know, I think as an organization, if you look at Madeira, you look at our properties, and you're going to see a very diverse group. Where it doesn't get diverse is at the corporate office. We are in Lubbock, Texas. That brings some challenges there um, in terms of hiring. Um, but what happened with Quext was, you know, it was a startup. It was this idea of bringing prop technology and there wasn't anybody like, okay, well, who do you hire? Mm -hmm. You know, in, in real estate, okay, we're going to hire somebody for an apartment job. We're looking, if we're hiring somebody for a leasing agent, we're going to look for people with experience in leasing. You know, okay, in Lubbock, Texas, how do you go hire people to start up a, a technology company? Well, it wasn't, you know, it, that, that happens to be in real estate and, and apartments. There wasn't like this. So in a way, it sort of, we, we had to get outside the box, at least in our thinking, we had to start having conversations with, with a lot of different people. And so um, it started kind of with Sean, came from tech, he had, he had worked for a logistics company, but he was an IT guy. He came in and it was so fast and evident, like Sean, like, this is how it works in multifamily. And Sean's like, well, well, why is that? You know, especially somebody with a young mindset like him, he started challenging things. And, you know, a lot of times in our industry, we just go, well, that's how it's, because we always did it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Which, doesn't feel good. That's a terrible response. Like, that's a terrible response. <laughs> that's the yeah. only response that's not acceptable. <laughs> yeah. So after a while, you're like, okay, why do we do it that way? And yeah. if you think about it, that's where Quest came from. It's funny, the name Quest. You know, I always tell people it's the quest for what's next. Well, in a lot of ways, it, it, it's kind of like, to me, it's how do you answer it? Why do we do it that way without saying because we always did? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're, why, why are you doing it? Because we always did. Yeah. It's answering that question. It's like, well, wait a minute. There's other ways of doing this. So then we bring in Mike, Mike and John and Dave from the telco and Larry from the telco industry. They're asking a whole other world of questions. And then they, not besides the questions they're asking, they bring a whole level of talent and experience that never would have thought. I mean, you guys were bringing up things and it was like, huh? I don't, I don't even know. I can't even, that doesn't even compute. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Quex is as much them as it is the apartment industry. It's mm -hmm. as much Trey came from, you know, ag and missile defense and whatnot. And you know, <laughs> yeah, so don't make him mad. Right? Don't make, make him mad. Yeah, no, that'd be bad. But I can go down the line and I walk around this building and from an experience and from a background, it, 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 where people would go, I don't see how you guys are a real estate company. You mm -hmm. don't have a lot of real estate people in this company anymore. And it's true. And that's a blessing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and go back to you know what Dave said about on on property for Madeira, uh, it's still the core company and still the most um, employees. 
we are very diverse there. And I think we've done a, a, a better job at promoting from within, uh, which then gives managers and leaders mm -hmm. confidence to pass along knowledge because they want to see their people grow and then they can grow. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll see us continue to invest in education for our employees and advancement opportunities for our employees because that's we really think we are a diverse group mm -hmm. and we just want to see people now rise within our organization. Yeah, I think I think what you two have just done and I hope our I hope our, our teammates out here who are watching catch this. There's there's two things you just did that seem like they are held in tension, but they have to work perfectly together to do DEI well. We bring in people from the outside because we know we have to have more perspectives to help us do certain things. And we create great career paths for existing people to continue to make their way up and move their way along. And those two things are not at odds no, for great companies. They are pillars for one great company that you have to have both. We, we know if what's most important for us to do the right thing to help people. And if we do those two things, we will be profitable. Yeah. Um, what I, it's hard not to follow the national press and get like, like have this topic really get uncomfortable really fast. Mm -hmm. And from my layman perspective, my own personal opinion is, is whenever it does, it's because we start valuing, looking at leaders within organizations and go, we don't agree with your political point of view. We don't agree with your stance on something. And, you know, I, I would argue if you start to get and look at it through that lens, we're going to have a problem as an organization. The lens should always be looked at. What is the impact that we're having as an organization on our on, on the people that we touch? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what your political views. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter. It's can we all be trying um, having an impact on what the organization does and yeah. what it, what it does? Is it having a positive effect on people? Mm -hmm. Part of this conversation is going to be us being inquisitive about one another's stories learning stories, learning our residents' stories, because in knowing those stories, we become better together and we create places of belonging, right? Like we get a chance to talk pretty regularly about our lives and what's going on. Um, but that's also where that diversity of thought and inclusion and, and all of those equitable opportunities come in because I learn other people's stories, especially the ones who don't look just like me. Yeah. Um, Stereotypes are not DEI. Yeah. And I think too many times it's easier for us to draw conclusions about people just based off of what we think about them yeah. without even getting to know them. And what you're saying, if, as I understand correctly, is you're actually listening mm -hmm. to their story and going, wow, that's cool. And yeah. being and being interested. You know, a lot of, you know, you we talked listening a few times earlier. We talked about listening and wanting people, you know, it, it, we have to be able to hear what's being said. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you have a, a great a DEI program, it's a part of your culture, you're actually not only like giving them the freedom to have that conversation and to share it, but you're listening to it. Mm -hmm. So it's okay in our environment to say to one of us, hey, I don't think you're listening to me. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, I'm trying to tell you what I think and you're not listening to me. Yeah. And as long as that's done with love and accountability, that's, that's, that's what our organization needs to be about. Well, and in, 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 in that same vein, when it comes to hearing those stories, I, I think, and in, in, in you said it, we're going to learn some things about ourselves in, that, in our own stereotypes. And, and, and it, I, I would, I'm just telling people, like, we're going to have to talk about biases, we're gonna have, whether they're conscious or whether they're unconscious. Like, we're, during this journey, we're going to have to have that conversation because 
that is the stuff that keeps us from creating uh, environments of belonging and inclusion. Like that's the type of stuff that keeps us from creating equitable career paths for people. Um, and so along this journey, I, th I think we're going to have to talk about that. I, I think what this podcast and these conversations should be doing is freeing people up and making them feel comfortable with this. If you're listening to this and it's making you uncomfortable, then we're not doing, we didn't do a very good job with this podcast. And so, and, and mind you, um, I want I want our listeners to hear that like okay this unfortunately has turned into a very uncomfortable conversation in society today. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not talking about it to make anybody and if we are making you feel uncomfortable, that means that there's probably something there to kind of just look at and try to understand about yourself. Mm. Um, but don't ignore it. Yeah. You know it, this is a good thing. This isn't a bad thing. This isn't where nobody's getting in trouble because we're having this conversation. We're not sitting here and saying we're, we suck at this and we've got to get better at this. What we're saying is, is we're just having conversations with the hope of getting better. Yeah, and if if Kanai is really one of our values, if that's something we as, no matter what level of employee we are and in which company we are, then, you know, discomfort's good for us because it, it pushes us forward. Growth occurs. Okay growth stuff. occurs in the uncomfortable space. Yeah. Growth yeah. occurs when you're when it when it hurts a little bit. Mm. If you're yeah. comfortable then you're where you need to be or you know, like find those things that aren't that aren't comfortable and really look at yourself through that lens and i guarantee you you will grow as a person and be a and, and be a stronger better person yeah, what yeah. are you thinking dave well I, I i think you guys hit it right you know there should be a level of discomfort in, in all of this and if you're completely comfortable you got to change some things yeah you got to change the way you're hiring because you're probably hiring a lot of people that are just of your exact mindset so it's an easy hire the other thing is if you're a com comfortable leader and you're just making decisions you need to get uncomfortable let go of things let people that are doing things for you take that responsibility mm -hmm. and do it without being dictated to or hey this is the way you need to do it let them experiment a bit so get get uncomfortable in those areas and you'll see that diversity in thought and and all becomes more of a priority for you to go find yeah you know, a great yeah. example of this i mean just talking you know dave and i sit in a lot of meetings together and we're surrounded by you know a handful of people um it would be very easy especially with me i would think for people in the room to just kind of go along with what dave's saying whether it's my position I have a tendency to talk a little much, or, or at least get my two cents in You're on also something. Very tall man. Very yeah. tall man. Um, <laughs> how many conversations we've we been in where somebody is like, "Man, I don't agree with you," and here's why. And you can usually hear a pin drop mm -hmm. in there for a second. And there was a period of time in my development where I would either shut down and just kind of be like, "Okay, you don't get it. I'm done with you. I'm moving on." Yeah. Um, where I've gotten to finally, and it took, it didn't happen overnight is I'm like, tell me more, mm -hmm. help me understand wh what your yeah. perspective is. And I can tell you more often than not, a lot more often than not, I hadn't even thought about what that person was thinking and whatever they were thinking was either right or it added a level of got to a, a more perfect answer, a more perfect answer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and quite honestly, that's what I've appreciated at Madeira because when I was joining, you know, I was coming on and we had the four partners. Business was great, right? What am I going to add to this? Um, and are they even going to listen? Um, and it's, it, you know, it's 
but it's a blessing. I mean, you you get to add, you get to question, hey, why why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And it's met with of, now nah, he doesn't know. It's not met with that at all. It's, yeah. And yeah. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a delve into the issue and you get to more ways to tackle that. Yeah. I, yeah. I would challenge the leaders in, in, in listening to this. If they're sitting in team meetings and they're always right or they aren't getting a dissenting view, they should be, they're not hiring exactly correctly or they've created an environment that doesn't foster yeah. um, input. Yeah. And, you know, while you may be sitting there feeling good, well, nobody ever says anything, so I must be right. I would argue it's most likely then you're the problem. Mm, yeah. And, and, and I appreciate you bringing that up. We are going to tackle that this season and talking about what that looks like to build teams that are inclusive. And what, what does it look like to be able to take a step back as a leader and go, am I really? We did self-awareness as a part of uh, our emotional intelligence series, you know, earlier in the year. Um, I, I think that's huge. I, I want to kind of talk a little nuts and bolts here a little bit as far as like what the, like, this is a journey, you know, we're not going to get there overnight. This isn't going to, it's not like tomorrow we wake up, go back to your point a second ago. It's not like tomorrow we wake up and we can throw on five new uh, faces onto our corporate and uh, about us page uh, who are people of color. Uh, it's going to, it's going to take some time, right? Sure. On, on how we do this. So if we were to think in terms of phases or seasons or something along those lines, what are some of the first few things you guys think we need to do to kind of get this thing up and going? I would say, as an example, I think Dave's right. We have been working on this. Um, we we have been looking to get more diverse in where we're going to get our applicants, but we've also been looking at our internal workforce. And I think the last two promotions we've made, actually the last several in both Dallas and Houston on the Madera side, we didn't even post to the outside. Mm-hmm. We said, we have talented people in our organization. We're not even going to open it to the outside. And we've hired from within. Yeah. Um, and to me, that that tells me we're 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 getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a matter of I'm hoping that this podcast starts to trigger people to get uh, again more confident, more bold with what they can contribute to our organization. Yeah. The the devil is always in the detail. Mm. And and I'll challenge everyone at the front line levels. You see things that not even your supervisor will see. You can connect dots that they can't because you're doing it day in, day out. Um, Look for solutions. How would you solve that problem and bring it to your supervisor? That's how you're going to get more more time at at the next table because Mm -hmm. you're going to be seen as a problem solver. And that's really what we want to promote is problem solvers. Mm -hmm. We're we're a Kanai organization. There's always a problem to solve. And we always want those people that are curious and those people that'll be thoughtful about mm-hmm. not just, hey, I've got a problem and kind of throw it to their supervisor to help to, to solve, not even to help solve, but to solve. We want somebody that's thought about it and said, hey, maybe we can go this direction. I'd be willing to help pilot something. Um, that's really what we want, an organization of people that are problem solvers. Let's do this because we have we have five companies, right? We have multiple industries that we've got ourselves on our fingers in. Five companies today. Yeah, today. That's right. Six or seven tomorrow yeah. the next day. I have no idea. Like I said, yeah. things happen things happen pretty fast. Well, we had a lunch today, so probably yeah. six yeah. Uh, next week. Yeah. But but I mean in and with the companies that you have, you've got some who are geographically situated, right? 
um, even though they are in very diverse communities, you know, Houston and, and DFW, uh, but there, there's, a, there's a, a location to them to some degree. But then we've got multiple technology companies where we're going to be national and, and remote workers are, are much, much easier to, to bring into the group. <coughs> Talk about that for just a second regarding like kind of hiring for those types of things because those are different places to hire from and different uh, There's different strategies for hiring in in those types of companies. So Madera residential where you've got apartment communities It's inc it's important for us to have people on site. So we're geographically focused We may be putting something into an indeed or, or something But we're saying they've got to be able to, to, to service this particular property like you said with quacks or and some of our other companies it's possible for us to be able to hire anywhere in the country because through remote work, it's not important for them to be in one geographic location. And so you're seeing us take on other avenues mm -hmm. to be able to attract talent. Um, the beauty of it is, is like we want to be able to, whoever the best person is for the candidate, best candidate is, we want to attract them. And yeah. so we're going to continue to figure out ways to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and you mentioned that too, locationally speaking, corporate offices in Lubbock. Mm -hmm. And you, you brought that up a little bit earlier. And so you know, do you want to live in Lubbock? <laughs> well, we're seeing that part so, of it, right? You know, one of the challenges we have in Lubbock, Texas, we've got, there's a ton of really good companies mm -hmm. and we're all competing for the same small talent pool. We've got 250,000 people, give or take here. Um, but you have colleges, we have Texas Tech, we have LCU. You talk to anybody in Lubbock, you talk to any one of those colleges, the biggest challenge we have is retaining students to stay in Lubbock, Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody wants to be in the big glamorous towns of Dallas and Houston or some other big out of Texas type uh, Austin type place. So how do we attract, you know, mm -hmm. one, one thing I think it's important for our listeners to know, it is my view that our corporate office will always be in Lubbock, Texas. Um, that's our home for the partners. Mm -hmm. um, it's a place, there's a, there's a lot of value there to me. Um, you can talk about the cost of living difference between a, a medium-sized city like Lubbock and a, and a bigger city. It, it, it's, it's big. I think the values of West Texas line up exactly with the values of our, of our company. And so to have our corporate office here makes a lot of sense. Um, and, you know, there's just, it, it's just who we are as an organization. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of companies who started in smaller markets who've been then gone and you know opened up their corporate office in these bigger markets. I really don't see us doing that in Madera. Yeah, I, I think in all cases they changed pretty dramatically in who yeah. they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, there, yeah. There, there is a beauty to be in in Lubbock in that the pace is a little bit different. So um, I, I think it allows us to be a little more thoughtful in a lot mm -hmm. of things that we do because we're not in a hurried rush state all the time. Yeah, I, I, I love that you brought up that we're going to hire, you know, locationally, we're going to hire strategically based upon what we've got, and we're going to hire the best people. But uh, Dave, I'd like for you to kind of jump in here and talk a little bit about our, our, our you know, pool sourcing and, and getting, getting candidates in and how we do that strategically and do that well with a DEI perspective. Yeah, well, that's you and Rodney's job is to, 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 to source <laughs> yeah. more candidates. Teach me but, how to do my job real quick. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just so you know, I've delegated that. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, and we are working on that. We're, we are. But no, but it, but it, but it is probably, it, it, it does add effort to the organization, but I think it's effort that pays itself back 10 times. Mm -hmm. um, so um, f for sure, uh, you know, it, I know, all of us want to fill a position as fast as we can. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's going to take a little bit longer. I know in on the Quex side, we had we were trying to hire product managers, and we actually went out and sourced a recruiting company yep. 
that came in and interviewed a number of people across our organization to try to understand our culture before they went out and tried to source people for us. So that took a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I was a little frustrated. This is taking way too long. <laughs> we have so much work to be done, and these are critical roles for us. But now that we've filled them, I'm so relieved and happy that we took the time to get the right people. Mm -hmm. um, so I would, I would say, let's not rush to hire. Let's make sure we're using all resources that we've looped in the human resource department mm -hmm. to help us with that, and that we're seeing a full spectrum of candidates for for jobs, particularly leadership roles if we're hiring from the outside to make sure we're well, and getting saying, diverse. I can speak into that too, because uh, I promise you Rodney and I are doing our jobs. Uh, and so yeah. we, we are looking into, and, we, and, and I would tell our folks this, like, like we are looking into multiple vendors that will help us go beyond our normal networks so that we can listen and hear and, and be a part of conversations and attract candidates from extremely diverse backgrounds and, and diverse diverse individuals because um, that is something, like I said, like Rodney is, is leading us in that direction to be able to say, okay, we gotta go beyond what we've always what we've always done in order to bring in more people. Well, and I, I know you've reached out to Texas Tech and their diversity mm -hmm. uh, leaders on, on different snippets and stuff. So it, yeah. it's just, Again, being inquisitive, how can we get better at this? And yeah. it, it'll be an evolution. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, in a year from now, we'll look back and say, hey, we're a heck of a lot further down the road than we were yeah. a year ago. And we've got so many more things that are now just natural for us mm -hmm. uh, that it'll accelerate. Well, thank you both so much uh, for being here, for being able to have this conversation, to, say, uh, to kind of echo what you said just a few minutes ago, Dave. I hope that by us having this conversation, we can begin to normalize these conversations for our people on property, uh, in their offices, um, and, and different conversations that they may have, even when they do like annual performance reviews and different stuff like that, that we normalize uh, the importance that DEI is for us uh, and for our companies. Uh, so thank you for coming on here and being a part of this. Uh, to our teammates out there, um, you know, I, I, I think it's uh, this only happens if we all do this together. Uh, this only happens if, um, you know, everybody is dedicated to making it work um, and not just making it work, but but going back to uh, what are we missing? What can we add to our culture uh, to make it to make it good? And so uh, no matter where you are on property, no matter what demographic you come from, no matter what your background or history or what you look like. I mean, it's great to have you. And, and, and thank you so much for having joined us. Thank you.